Warning, this episode contains spoilers, so hopefully you watch this movie first before listening. Otherwise, you might be disappointed, or if you don't give a shit, eh, keep listening. Enjoy, guys. You're listening to the Rude Horror Podcast with your host, Marcus Rude. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rude Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Rude. And today I'm going to be talking about a Japanese zombie film called Versus. Um, Versus came out around the year 2000. It's an action horror film. And um, there's, as far as I know, there's uh, three different cuts of the movie. So the theatrical version is like two hours, like 120 minutes. And uh, the rated R version is 116 minutes, which I thought was kind of odd how they they cut scenes out. Um, I don't know if I've seen the rated R version or the theatrical version. Um, I owned this movie like years ago. I don't even remember the... I'm guessing mid 2000s is when I got it and I got it in uh um like a, a, a Tokyo Shock double feature DVD that came with uh Death Trance which uh that one's a really good movie too and it also stars uh Tak Sakaguchi and uh <laughs> just like a heads up uh, I apologize if I butcher some of these guys' names. Um, uh, I'm going to try my best, but I think that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, but yeah, he ended up, uh, I don't know, not ended up, but he played in both movies. Uh, two different type movies. I mean, they're I mean they're both action movies, but uh, uh, this one is more on the horror side, uh, t- referring to verses again. Um, yeah, uh, man, uh, I've, <laughs> uh, I, I like this movie a lot, uh, b- way back in the day. I don't even know what, uh, um, uh, I guess I, I know why I got this movie, uh, back in the day when I was a younger, younger weed lad uh i was really big into zombies so i was like searching for everything zombie related and uh came across this movie and just looking at the cover got me interested into searching out for it and trying to find it it's actually got a lot of really good reviews and it's it's regarded highly and uh in my opinion, there's no question. I mean, it's a great movie. It's got action, horror elements. I wouldn't really say sci-fi, but it's got some futuristic elements. It's it's a really good movie. Um, if you're a big zombie fan and um, are looking for something different, 
and just the traditional zombie movies, I think this one is a really good movie to, to search out for. Um, it's not really a, like a big talked about film like you would say Dawn of the Dead or Night of the Living Dead is a big talked about zombie movie versus you don't really hear a whole lot about and it's a shame because it's it's really a good solid like action zombie movie <laughs> um, you'll probably hear me talk like say that a lot but it's it's the truth it's it's really good um on IMDB they rated it a uh, 6.4 out of 10 and Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 71%. That's that's pretty high for Rotten to- Tomatoes, especially a zombie film. And I'm not really sure what Fandor is, but they rated it a 3.6 out of 5. Uh, so to sum it up, it's it's rated pretty high for a zombie film. And uh so uh, going back to there's three different cuts of the movie. Um, I mentioned the release that I the double feature or whatever that I was talking about earlier. Then uh, later on, actually, maybe about four years ago, I I found a copy of the Ultimate Versus edition. It was the two disc Ultimate Versus edition for like super cheap, like couple bucks plus like a couple of dollars shipping so it was like under a five dollar grab online you can't beat it 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 was awesome uh i watched it last night um yeah last night from from this recording right now and uh just to see what the differences were because uh like i mentioned earlier the the double feature i uh i'll have to look at it uh it's boxed away in storage right now but uh once i find it i don't know uh i'll be able to tell if it was the theatrical or rated r version i want to say it was the rated r version but i could be wrong and i'm not looking it up right now but uh i so i watched the ultimate version ultimate verse versus version last night to see if I could tell the difference. And I guess you could say some of the scenes were extended. It's about almost 11 minutes longer than the theatrical version. So, uh, which is actually quite a bit if it's extended scenes, I think the zombie fight scene towards the middle-ish part of the movie is extended so we get to see some more gore and uh just a little bit more storytelling i guess i mean there's just more scenes of uh or i should say more footage or whatever of the characters interacting uh, overall it's it's a pretty good movie so so uh the ultimate version is two hours and 10 minutes and like 53 seconds, something like that. So it's, it's almost two hours and 11 minutes. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's very enjoyable. Um, the bonus features on the Ultimate versus the two disc is uh, it's all in like Japanese. So I I was a little bummed when I was wanting to watch some of that because I I don't know any Japanese, so I didn't know what they were talking about. I mean, I guess just for a visual aspect, you can see some of the behind the scenes footage of it but there's no subtitles for it um and speaking of subtitles the the ultimate edition that i just watched last night um i was i was a little like i was going to be a little let down because i didn't know if it was going to be english dubbed or not it's not english dubbed so i was like oh shit am i going to be able to watch this Luckily, there are English subtitles, so um, I had those on so I could at least, you know, follow what the dialogue was. And I, I almost prefer. Actually, I'm, I'm certain I prefer the subtitle version. It just feels more authentic uh, hearing the Japanese dialogue. Um. You know, it just doesn't doesn't look phony seeing, you know, seeing English dubbed with the mouths aren't matching up to the words. So, yeah, like the the Japanese language definitely felt more authentic. And I think I appreciated it even more. Um, you know, it, it felt. I wouldn't say like it had a serious tone to it, but it definitely it definitely helps set the tone a little better than, than what you would hear in English. And, uh, because there, you know, it's not a, a full serious movie. There are some comedy elements to it. There's a couple bonehead, I guess you would say cop kind of figures or like prison guards or whoever, like, and I'll, I'll get into it a little bit here. When I when I uh, started talking about the movie, but uh, the budget was only ten thousand dollars, which was shocking to me because there is so much uh, gunfire, so much gory special effects, and you know it kind of blows my mind that the budget was only ten thousand dollars, and. I wouldn't say it frustrates me, but when when you see really good movies like that with a super low budget, and then you see some of these other films get made and they're complete garbage that have you know thousands and thousands of dollars, you know, like maybe ten times as much of the budget for a movie like this, and it ends up being complete garbage. It's like you know. We need to start giving more money to for people like who worked on Versus because they can make a kick-ass movie for ten thousand dollars. I mean, it's it's unreal. So, big kudos to who uh, everybody who worked on Versus. It's it's a good movie. I I really enjoy it. It it might even be, and this is my opinion, like the best Japanese zombie film ever made. Uh, 
again, like not again, but I haven't seen Train to Busan yet. So um, that might be a contender. I've I've heard nothing but good things about that one. So uh, I can't really say if it's better than that one or not. But uh, Versus is definitely up there. You know, at least in the top five. Um, but like right now, it's probably like it's my number one right now. Maybe maybe it'll change when I see Train to Busan. And then the uh, oh, speaking of that movie, I did see the trailer for its sequel, The Peninsula, and that looks kick ass. So uh, I think that kind of gave me a little fuel to to check out Train to Busan because that movie does look pretty kick ass. Um, but yeah, I uh, I'll try to stick to verses here. So this movie was directed by Ryue Kitumara. Again, uh, with any of these guys' names, I'm sorry if I butchered your name. Uh, <laughs> I'm not really fluent with Japanese, so apologize for that. Uh, it wasn't only directed by him, but produced and co-written. The film is set somewhere in the deep forest of Japan, known as the Forest of Resurrection where an escaped convict simply referred to as prisoner KSC 2-303, uh, which I'll probably just refer him as prisoner because I'm not going to keep saying KSC 2-303. But in a gang of Yakuza uh, battle a horde of zombies while at the same time dealing with their sinister leader who wishes to open the forest portal of darkness. So it's definitely, like I said earlier, it's definitely not your traditional zombie film. There's uh, almost like some Highlander shit mixed in with like some Matrix shit. Like it's, uh, they're opening up portals to uh, different uh times i guess i don't know or like different portals to different worlds and like different dimensions so in this movie there's going to be a lot of like reincarnations um a lot of bloodshed and just a lot of a lot of fight sequences uh <laughs> Yeah, uh, so starring Tak Sakaguchi, Hideo Sakaki, Chiko Miska, Kenji Matsuda. Um, those are kind of like the the big named build actors. Um, Originally, this was intended to be a sequel for Kitumara's Down to Hell movie, but was later developed as a standalone film instead. Um, the principal photography was originally intended to last three weeks, but was extended to seven months due to the weather and financial issues. Um, and the Versus was premiered at the Tokyo International Fantastic Film Festival on October 29th, 2000. So that was the initial like premiere. 
And in 2004, it expanded the expanded edition titled Ultimate Versus was released, which included 10 minutes of new footage, as well as improved music effects, credits, and edits. So, yeah, that was another thing that was different. The music was different, and I can't really say anything bad about both soundtracks. I, I feel like both soundtracks fit the movie. Um, maybe the ultimate verses, I might have maybe liked that a little better. Um, but, I mean, that really wasn't a big issue. Um, but yeah, this, uh, this movie is a trip, dude. <laughs> so, uh, we kind of get like, not like a Star Wars intro, but we get some, some title credits going by that kind of tell you what's going on. So we get some words saying, unknown to the world. There are 666 portals on Earth that, that connect this world to the other side, which are concealed from human beings. However, there are some who are aware of their existence and are willing to locate and open the gates of the portals to obtain the power of darkness for their own use. Somewhere in Japan, there exists the 444th portal known as the Forest of Resurrection. So, bam, it's right there. It tells you exactly what's going on. And, and you know, you're not, you're not going into this blindly knowing, like, okay, what are, what are we watching? I mean, it, it tells you right off the bat. And, and so it doesn't start in present day. It starts in, like, the 10th century Japan. A lone samurai f fends off of a horde of zombie-like samurai creatures, which I thought the, the battle sequence there is pretty cool. Though successfully vanquishing the zombies, the samurai is confronted by a mysterious priest and his league of warriors. In an attempt to take out the mysterious priest, the lone samurai charges full scale, but is easily killed and defeated. However, before dying, the lone samurai spots an ally behind him who arrives too late to save him. And so then, and then it, it speeds up to present day 2000s Japan where we get uh, these two prisoners escape from prison and they run to the forest, the forest of resurrection. And they meet up with a gang of Yakazuas. And then when the the main guy, the prisoner, sees a girl that the gang kidnapped, he immediately becomes suspicious of what they plan to do to her. After a heated argument, the prisoner kills one of the Yakazua members who immediately comes back to life as a zombie. And this is where... It's, you know, not just an action movie, but now we're getting into the supernatural of uh, why the people, why these dead people are coming back to life. And they pretty much figure out it's because they're in the the force of resurrection. And when you die there, you come back to life. 
so uh, the zombies are killed and the prisoner escapes back into the forest with the girl but this <laughs> this uh this fight scene with the zombies goes on for like literally 20 minutes it's just nothing but bloodshed and gore and this is what was so cool because there was a little bit of everything there was like sword fighting um chopping heads off and just gore splattery kills you know you're getting pistols machine guns there's shotguns i mean it's just a little bit of everything i even think there's a a fucking rocket launcher at one point like it's just it was just insane but it's it was over the top but so enjoyable like it's it's something that i mean me personally it's stuff that i like to see and uh especially you know early 2000s i was like a younger teenager so seeing all that was like everything that i would want to watch um and i you know i think that scene right there is like what makes this movie so so good um but you know there's there's other elements that that make it good but that one was a pretty solid example of <laughs> why this movie is enjoyable um so yeah they, they kill the zombies and the uh, the main guy prisoner escapes back into the forest with the girl the Yakazua decide to disobey their orders to wait for their leader and pursue the prisoner and the girl. So there is like a leader of these Yakazuas, but then you realize he's not the main leader that's pulling the strings. that's making the calls. There's a guy higher than, than them. And uh, so the prisoner... And the girl come across the man crucified upon a tree. Um, the prisoner decides to steal the dead man's clothes. And he pretty much looks like a guy straight out of the Matrix. Like he's got the the long black leather trench coat. And uh, even some like Matrix looking sunglasses. But the girl kind of looks at him like, nah, you don't need them. <laughs> kind of look. And so he's just kind of eh. So he throws the glasses down. And, uh, excuse me while I take a drink of beer. <sighs> All right. So, yeah, so then that, you know, that was one of the, one of the parts where it looks like, like, okay, they're getting a lot of shit from the Matrix and, and even some of the Yakazua gang members. They kind of dress similar to Matrix style. And, uh, you know, even like with like the gun fighting and this, the sword fighting. And there's even some like, what do you call that? Like the, where the camera pans around and like spins around the person. Like, you know, how in the Matrix, how they do that sometimes. Like they, they kind of take a little bit of that. But I mean, that's fine. It, uh, it was definitely, you know, the Matrix was definitely a big thing back that time frame. So I can see why they would want to 
try to take something from, you know, especially adding in the action elements, you know, obviously. Um, yeah, so, you, you know, he's got this sweet new outfit on. Uh, they engage hand-to-hand combat with uh, a yacht or he engages uh, hand-to-hand combat with a Yakazua that they run into while the other members uh, begin facing problems on their own where they keep running into zombies and shit. And the corpses of all the men they have killed and buried in the forest resurrect and attack them. Uh, The prisoner, the main guy prisoner, uh, and the other Yakazua abandoned their fight to battle the zombies so you know they even though they hate each other they want to kill each other they realize that they have to kill these zombies because you know that's what's standing in their way and then they're going to get back to fighting each other it's <laughs> it's, it's pretty crazy but uh entertaining nonetheless with a horde of zombies growing the Yakazua call upon three assassins to aid them on their mission. Uh, the Yakazua leader, uh, I'll just call him the man. That's sort of his name in this is the man. Finally arrives and confronts them. He's angry that they lost the, the main prisoner and the girl. And uh, so this kind of builds a little bit. It's like, why, why is he so interested in these people? Which we will find out. Um, the Yakazua and the assassins take the upper hand and kill him first. So they, they end up killing, uh, the main guy. Um, but the man easily jumps back to his feet and turns. Wait, I got this wrong. (laughs) No, I think... I think they kill uh, the main leader first. I mean, I'm not wrong. They they do end up killing uh, the main guy. So um, I'll put a little spoiler disclaimer at the beginning of this episode because, I mean, you know, at this point, if I'm going to talk about a movie, I'm probably going to end up spoiling it. But, yeah, they do end up killing the main guy, and that's later in the movie. But they're in the, the Forest of Resurrection, so, you know. I will explain that when we get there. Um, but yeah, they, they end up killing the, the man. But uh, like I said, they're in their force of resurrection. He easily jumps back up on his feet and he turns to the assassins in the Yakazua. And, uh, excuse me, and into his own minions. The two, two of the assassins escape and find uh, the main prisoner. Uh, one's defeated by the girl with a log, and then the other is confronted by the man and is killed. And uh, the one who who's killed by the man was sort of like the leader of the Yakazua guys, like the main guy. And he turns into a weird-ass undead person. It's It's totally freaking bonkers you have to if you've already seen this movie you know what i'm talking about he ends up like (laughs) he acts like no zombie i've ever seen before it's it's unreal um but 
So the main prisoner attempts to force the girl to tell him what's going on. He still just has no idea like, what the fuck is going on. Believing that she has been hiding secrets from him because she hasn't really been totally talkative. Um, but b- before explaining thoroughly, the man finds prisoner in the girl. And the man ends up explaining to the prisoner that they are reincarnations of past lives. And the man just, or uh, the prisoner still just doesn't get it. He's just like, what? Like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And uh, the man's plan plans to use the girl as a sacrifice to open the portal hidden in the forest of resurrection and obtain the power of darkness. So basically he, at this point he's saying that uh, her blood is the key to opening up the, the portal so he can obtain the power. Um, unable to accept his explanations, the prisoner attempts to kill the man, but is killed himself instead. So that's what I was getting at. Like he ends up dying too. Um, and, uh, you know, he's, he's basically shot in the eye point blank. Boom. He's dead. He falls down this big hill. It's just like this big, uh, montage video of him just rolling down this big ass hill. The girl manages to reach the prisoner's body and feeds him part of her blood before being taken by the man's minions. And uh, soon we find out that her blood can only be used once to, like, not like immortalize, but like just to, to resurrect they're like one of his body like i don't know know, it's hard to explain um but but uh so while he's like sort of unconscious he kind of experiences flashbacks of his past life in the 10th century so this is where he kind of realizes who he truly is and he is the ally that that was too late to save the lone samurai in the opening scene of the movie. So he and the girl who is revealed to be a princess are confronted by the mysterious priest who turns out to be the man and his gang. So his, his gang is in with the, with this whole cycle of reincarnation. Um, they're outnumbered and, Facing long odds, the prisoner reluctantly kills the girl to stop the man from obtaining the power of darkness. So enraged, the man viciously kills the prisoner. And then the prisoner is awakened in in the present with the truth fully revealed to him. So he kind of comes to and realizes that who he truly is and that the whole reincarnation thing is true. And now he knows what to do. So following the following morning, the prisoner confronts the man and his minions for a final showdown. The prisoner takes on the minions first, and we get a pretty cool uh, battle sequence where he's fighting them all one by one and, and ends up killing them. So, you know, he wins the battle. <laughs> 
um, and leaving only the man left. And so this is where we see the final showdown of the prisoner versus the man. And um, we, we kind of see like the more of like the futuristic side where they're, it shows like the man building uh, his sword and like putting pieces together to make a sword um, kind of looks like, like final fantasy ish as far as like the style of the sword. And I guess uh, the prisoner sword is, is sort of like that too. We get to see this really cool sword fight showdown and uh, fist fighting kicks, you know, Kung Fu martial art style fighting. Um, and that goes on for a little while. And then what finally um, puts the fight to an end, the prisoner decapitates the man and then rescues the girl who is all tied up during the showdown. And they both um escape the force of resurrection but before they escape the girl mentions that you know there's a possibility if you leave this place that you will die because apparently you're only supposed to stay in the force of resurrection if you've died and came back um which is interesting to to see that that was something within that you know spiritual realm that oh you can't leave or else he'll die. But he says that he doesn't like to be confined to one place, so he's going to take his chances. And uh, so they do. They they drive off, and they kind of go through, like, some roadway tunnels, and then at the, uh, the very end of the tunnel, we just see this big flashing light go over the screen, and you think it's over. Well, not quite. So... 99 years later, Earth lies in ruin, and it's kind of like Terminator after Judgment Day, where everything's just it's gone to shit, you know? Everything is is in crumbles, and and uh, buildings are falling apart. The, you know, Earth is just in shambles, you know? Um, the reincarnation of the man travels through the remains of the city and is, is eventually confronted by the prisoner. So this was kind of an interesting twist to see that they basically changed roles. The prisoner is now the quote-unquote bad guy, and then the man is unquote-unquote the good guy. So it kind of, it, you know, finding that out kind of puts into perspective of if they've been going at it for, you know, years, and, you know, who knows how long they've just came back to life in going after each other. Like it's, it's crazy. So, you know, it kind of puts into perspective, you know, who should I have been rooting for this whole time? You know, was the, you know, cause it made it seem like the prisoner is such a good guy, sort of, I mean, he is a murderer and a prisoner, so I mean, I guess he isn't really a good guy at all. But um, 
throughout the movie, they just, they, you know, they just kind of make him seem like the good guy. But yeah, I mean, so finding this out at the end, this is uh, pretty, pretty twisted. But uh, so eventually he confronts the prisoner, the man confronts the prisoner. And then uh, the reincarnated version of the man's gang now work for the prisoner. And the girl is held against her will, captured by the prisoner and the minions. Uh, tells the man that she should have been on his side 99 years earlier. With nothing left to destroy in the world, the prisoner asks the man to take him to the other side. Uh, the man and the prisoner charge at each other and engage in one more battle. And that would be the end of the movie. So it kind of kind of opens up for possible sequel i don't know if we'll ever get that um but i like how they just kind of left it open um one thing that i did notice at the very end the prisoner calls him brother at the end like says could you take me to the other side brother and that kind of opens up like a whole new thing of like whoa like are they really brothers or is that just kind of like a saying like Hulkamania, brother. Or, yeah. Like, uh, because uh, I did go back to uh, uh, bits and pieces of the English dubbed version, and I went to the end where the end sequence was because I wanted to see if, you know, some of the, the differences. And I noticed that he calls him a like, man, you know, and says, take me to the other side, man. He doesn't say brother at all in the English dub version. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Like to see like how much like something easy like that changed. Like I wonder if calling him brother in the ultimate version uh, was just like a common saying or if there really is like a deeper story there i don't know uh, maybe you guys could tell me um i mean i know it's not like a huge deal but um uh, it really would add to the story if they really are brothers and to see you know if they end up do making another one to kind of see you know where that takes off to i don't know it's interesting to speculate but uh That's 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 pretty much it, guys. Um, that's the end of verses. Uh, definitely go. Uh, I definitely recommend checking it out. It is free on Tubi, and I'm assuming it's probably the theatrical version, the two-hour one. Um, but and it's probably the English dub. But nonetheless. It's free on YouTube to go check out. Um, and, and that one's fun too. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, that's how I initially watched the movie was the English dub. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, it just doesn't feel like authentic. Uh, with the, you know, watching the, the Japanese with the English subtitle, I thought was a better movie. It just kind of made it feel more realistic 
realistic in that aspect. Um, but no, I still enjoy both versions. So don't get me wrong. Um, and then it's on Amazon Prime as well. You can probably pick up the DVDs fairly cheap. Like I said, a few years ago, I bought the Ultimate version for pretty cheap. There is a three-disc Ultimate version out there. And one day I'll probably end up picking that up. But I'm afraid it's probably not going to be English subtitle. It's probably just going to be no subtitles, just straight uh, Japanese language. And, you know, it is it is what it is. Um, but yeah, if, you know, I'll look into it more on my own, uh, research and see if there are subtitles with it. So that might be something for me to check out. Um, if you're a big fan of verses and you don't know about that one, you might, you know, want to go check that out as well. And I think just, it's just, uh, why it's three discs is it's probably just got way more, um, like special features and whatnot. Um, the the two disc one definitely does have uh, a pretty good amount of features on it. So I'm kind of curious to see why, uh, like what the third disc would be for the newer release. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's see anything more about versus. I, I think I kind of covered everything. It's definitely a kick-ass zombie martial art movie. So if you're into all that stuff, this is the perfect movie to watch. Um, I'm assuming if you made it this far, you've probably seen the movie. So you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, I guess I'm going to wrap it up with saying check out MidwestMonsterFest.com for more info on the Midwest Horror Convention and Pop Culture Convention that will be happening at the Rust Belt in East Moline, Illinois, September 5th through the 6th. There's quite a few guests announced already. Um, I've heard that there's going to be several more guest announcees throughout the, the year as we get closer to September um, the newest guest so far that's been announced is Tamara Glenn. Uh, she's mostly like most noted for uh, Halloween 5. And she's also going to be in Terrifier 2. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's going to be a, a, a kick-ass guest to have at Midwest Monster Fest. I'm definitely looking forward to Midwest Monster Fest. It's, it was a, uh, a badass time last year. I had a lot of fun. And this, I can only imagine this year is only going to be even better. So, um, some of the other guests are going to be CJ Graham, Tom Matthews, Lynette Quigley, Mark Price, Nathan Basil, JJ Cohen. And like I said, there's going to be tons of more guests. Um, there's also going to be, uh, tons of vendors. Um, um, there'll be a horror themed cosplay contest with prizes. There's going to be an effects challenge with prizes. There's going to be 
a horror themed pinup contest and there's going to be screen movies playing both days and like over 70 booths with uh with celebrities and vendors that's going to be there so it really is going to be an awesome time uh tickets are available right now you can get vip tickets you can get weekend passes you can get single day passes all that fun stuff um and and why not buy it now that way you don't have to wait till september you know you you buy it now while we're maybe with that stimulus check and uh not worry about it till and then you know you know you're going to be set for september and, you know, hopefully by then, all this corona shit blows over by then. Let's just hope. And uh, so we can come back and, and uh, enjoy the things we love going to, like conventions and concerts and, you know, stuff that we take for granted. And uh, so, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to, to, to being at Midwest Monster Fest this year. Then also, I wanted to mention uh, Wake Brewing. Wake Brewing is a brewing company slash bar um, based out of Rock Island, Illinois. They have terrific beer, guys. Uh, I just got some beer from them from uh, uh, last Saturday. They do pickups for uh, like kind of like carry out beer in a way like not drafts or anything. They, they actually can each one of their beers one at a time at the brewery. So that's, that's pretty dang cool. You know, it's a lot of, a lot of uh, pride that goes into making their beer and they have some delicious beer guys. I just picked some up. You can pre-order beer pickup uh, by messaging them on Facebook or Instagram. And, uh, you can get their PayPal information and uh, pay them through PayPal. And then Saturdays um, from noon to three, you can stop by and pick up some beer, that, uh, like some cans to go and, you know, come back to your house where you're quarantined and then drink some wake brew. It's fantastic. I just drank uh, some hex beer that's from wake brewing and it's pretty good. I, I got some electric dust, which is their newest stuff. I got that waiting for uh, another podcast I'm going to do this week. So, uh, yeah, definitely go check out Wake Brewing at wakebrewing.com for more info on all their beer selections. And uh, they're always they're always making new beers. So just be on the lookout for some more terrific craft beer. If you're not from the area, um, they do go to the uh, Disciples uh, Metal and Beer Fest. And I think, uh, I don't know if the one in Pennsylvania got postponed it or not, but uh, they're, they were going to make an appearance there. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe they might come to your area for like one of those Metal and Beer Fests and you can try some beers there. Otherwise, if you're from the Quad City, like Iowa, Illinois area, definitely check out Wake Brewing. They, they're an awesome spot, and uh, the beer doesn't disappoint. So with that said, 
Um, just want to say thank you guys for your continued support. We're almost at a thousand downloads for this podcast, which is insane because I started this back in um, about the middle of October and I never would have imagined that would have so many guests and, and, and so much support. Um, yeah, I, I really can't thank all you guys enough. And, you know, just thinking that I haven't been doing this a year is just, <laughs> it's, it's, this has been surreal and this has been a lot of fun doing. I, I hope you guys are enjoying the content and, uh, you know, you can reach me at Root Horror Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. You can also email email me at rudehorror at gmail.com. And I just recently, actually I should say today, I made a Root Horror Podcast YouTube. And I'm going to slowly start adding pretty much all my episodes that I've already made up on my YouTube page and then continue forward putting like you know our future episodes on there as well so that's like another outlet that you can go to to listen to our podcast and uh who knows maybe i'll even do like live videos and stuff like that on there at some point so you know you never know you know that's that's uh, the beauty about uh you know keep going forward and uh keep pushing forward and and you know this We'll go with the flow and, and see what happens. Um, yeah, just uh, feel free to message me uh, if you got, you know, some questions about anything or, you know, even anything that I've talked about in the past. Anything like that, that, uh, that uh, who knows, maybe I'll even uh, answer the questions on the show as well. So, um yeah, just uh, hit me up and uh, hope you guys are enjoying the content I'm putting out. Uh, I'm not really sure what my next solo episode is going to be about, but I will tell you I have some guests lined up this week. Um, this is going to be pretty sweet. I don't know if I'm going to announce any on the air right here because I don't know when this episode is going to be released or not, but I can tell you. I'm going to be keeping busy while during this quarantine and keep pushing out some content for you guys, whether it be my solo episodes or if I have guests on here, I'm going to keep pushing forward and put more content out there for you guys to listen to, give you guys something to do, and it gives me something to do. So much love to you guys and uh, stay safe out there during this quarantine. I know it sucks sitting at home, but for the safety of, of everybody and f even for yourself, this is probably the best thing to do. So until next, next time guys, appreciate you listening and I will get off here and you'll hear from me on the next episode. You have been listening to the Root Horror Podcast. If you like this content and would like to hear future episodes, please follow or subscribe. If you dare. <laughs>